Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. here and thanks so much for being part of our school leadership community and I wanted to share something today that's uh, happened to me last week right we've been we've been on this we've been on this um, journey together talking about raising morale and um, and and uh, you know having conversations around expectations and values and so one of the things that I've come to recognize is I've, you know, had this opportunity to, you know, work with multiple schools during the pandemic and, and to be in schools and to tour schools and to work directly with students and teachers and uh, principals is this um, conversation of the new normal, right? And it sounds a little bit like this. And, and let me, you know, start here. This, this is not going to be a very good lesson, everybody, or it's not going to be my best because it's just in my head and I'm, I'm, you know, trying to work, you know, through it. So, you know, bear, you know, bear with me here as I, as I get this out, but I think you'll, I think you'll um, understand where I'm going when I just, you know, start here with this, you know, when things get back to normal, I hear that a lot. I just heard it a couple minutes ago. I just heard, you know, someone say, what a crazy year this has been, right? you know what it create when 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 things get back to normal right or and you know there's an eye roll or there's some body language around it or I, I just want things to go back to normal and so i started to think about well, what does that really mean when things go back to normal like what like what are you really trying to communicate to me when you say when things go back to normal i mean everything is constantly changing right everything's evolving there there really is no normal i mean what happened 10 minutes ago you know there's already been evolution and you know thinking in your mind that has created a new right a, a newness of it or a or a new thought or a new improved you based upon your thinking and so what I really think that, you know, people mean when they say a new normal, I think what they're trying to say is that right now I have a fear, a fear of, you know, getting this virus or spreading this virus. And so therefore this current situation, right? This, our current, you know, conditions and circumstances based upon this pandemic, I have this giant fear and I, I don't want to do anything and I don't even want to think about it. And I can't even think about what it was. I mean, we're, this is the 52nd week of this pandemic. It was March 14th, 2000 and, uh, 
uh, 20, where our, you know, we had our first school leadership community call that we started this conversation around, you know, hey, um, our schools are closing. We've got to turn our schools upside down. We've, you know, you know, you know, we've got to make this, you know, change. How long is this going to last? There were so many unknowns. <laughs> One of the greatest unknown was nobody probably realized that we would still be in it 52 weeks from that point. So after 52 weeks, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of new normals, right? I mean, if you think through it, um, you know, the new normal was online schooling. The new normal was, you know, walking around in masks. The new normal was elbow bumps and fist bumps. And the new normal was, you know, having food sent to you through Uber, right? The new normal was everybody going to the food store and getting toilet paper and, and rations and all those other things because nobody knew, right? There's been evolution through the new normal. But what hasn't changed in that is, 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 right, is, is always here, right? Your ability, your ability to create this new normal in your mind, in your mind, right? So a great example happened to me last week as I was in a school and it's a great school and they've pretty much been on plan A since the beginning. And these, uh, these uh, teachers reached their hands right out to, to say hi and introduce themselves. And my, immediately my uh, reaction was, you know, fist bump, elbow bump, right? Because I have created a new, a new behavior, you know, based upon the new beliefs, right? And a new, and a new normal. And it really got me thinking, I haven't shaken anybody's hand who's not in my immediate family in 52 weeks. By me not shaking their hands, right? What impression did I just give? Fear? Mistrust? Right? What, what did I just share, right? Because remember, we've talked about that it takes a matter of seconds, a matter of seconds for someone to get their first impression of you, right? Now, I'm not saying that they did anything wrong by, you know, shaking my hand. That's their, that's their normal. They've stayed in school the whole time. They've been, you know, constantly doing this. You know, I have not. I've been fairly isolated, right? I've, I've worked, you know, predominantly in, in one school or at home, you know, through Zoom during that time. And that school's been very safe, and they've been doing an, an incredible job. And I started to really do some observational thinking. And as I started to walk around other schools, right, and other time, I was like, hmm, in this classroom, the teacher is sitting behind a plastic barrier, speaking in their computer with a mask on, while there's 10 students out there in the classroom learning from a computer with earbuds on, doing work at their desk. What's the perception of those students about that teacher behind the barrier? What is not causing that teacher to get out of their seat to go walk around the classroom and check every student's work, right? Instead, we've got Go Guardian up or whatever else. And it just really started to make me think about, wow, what's going to be the new normal? Right? As we all talk about praise and proximity and circulating a classroom is a key aspect of great classroom management, right? 
building uh, relationships with uh, students through handshakes and you know greeting them at the door with all the you know the fun handshakes and the you know and the um, you know signals and whatever else that we're doing right or or side hugs in an elementary school what it what is it going to be how is this 52 weeks in a pandemic going to change the relationship between the student and the teacher and student to student and teacher to, to uh, teachers because it already has because a lot of you are you know you say morale has never been this low really has morale ever been this low? like do you know that do you measure morale i know fear has probably never been this high probably since you know times of war for some folks so as a leader right as a leader you have to understand that what happens on the outside right what's happening on the outside does not need to impact what's happening on the inside okay leadership begins from the inside leadership begins from the inside and i had you know posted this this thought about you know you can go you can go three weeks right three weeks without food you can go um three uh days without water you can go three minutes without oxygen but you can't go three seconds without your mind activity right try it it's almost impossible you can't i mean your mind is constantly constantly at work it's constantly active right your mind is the is the centerpiece for your brain's activity i mean you know think about it if we had to remember if we had to remember to get our to you know keep our heart beating and our and our lungs working, we would be dead in, in <laughs> a little bit more than three minutes, right? So your mind, right, you, you know, your mind is critical, what you bring into it and the information that you uh, bring in. And leaders, right, leaders need, I'm having a hard time reading my own notes here. Leaders need to keep, right, to keep the big picture in the forefront. Right. Where is it that we are heading to? That always needs to be the goal. That is the, that is the job, right? Great leaders see more and they see more before. And they need to get from um, beyond the voices, right? Those naysayer voices. They need to work extremely hard to be able to get through all that negative voices that are happening, whether it's in their in their community, in their school, in their you know, family, the news that you bring or whatever it is, leaders need to get beyond those negative voices around you, right? If you don't, you will struggle to get anybody beyond that point, right? If you're, if you're just as deeply invested in all the negativity, how are you ever gonna navigate you know, people to the destination? Right. Some leaders who cannot get from beyond the voices around them, 
right? This is mean you're leading by reaction. You're leading by default. You're going to struggle with leading yourself and as well as the people that you serve away from where you currently are. And in the school world, you know, this is the time for strategic planning for next year. This is the time for vision casting. This is the time for creating your budget, for hiring new people, for if you're a charter school or a, a private school, this is a huge opportunity for enrollment. If you're a you know, superintendent, like you're, you're casting vision. You're making plans for one to three years from now. You have to be able to see further than anybody else. But remember, you can go three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without oxygen, but you can't go three seconds without mind activity. So how are you feeding your mind, right? You cannot grow, you cannot grow in toxic soil. You should write that down. <laughs> Nothing will grow in, tox in uh, the, uh, toxic soil. So if your soil where you are planting, your ideas and thoughts is toxic, whether it's in your own mind, it's in your team's mind, or in your organization's mind, no growth in toxic soil. No growth. Right? And so where there is resentment, okay, resentment causes resistance. And resistance leads to revenge. So let's just think on this, right? where there is resentment. And right now there is a ton of resentment towards COVID and the coronavirus and the government and all sorts of, you know, uh, you know um, we have, you know, we went through, you know, massive equity you know, issues and challenges and we're still, you know, fighting through. I mean, there's so much resentment right now, but so resentment, right, turns to resistance. So if I resent something, I'm not really, I'm not game to take that step forward, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put in my full effort to be able to move forward, which leads to revenge and revenge verbally, revenge through action, revenge through um, animosity, right? Backstabbing could be anything, could be anything, right? And resentment is just any negative feeling or emotion. Which could also be resentment towards your own dream and goals. Over the last, you know, if you've been following me over the last nine weeks, I've been trying to lose 10 pounds and I got up to about six pounds lost really fast. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. I barely lost a pound or two pretty much because I can't stop eating cake, right? And every time I every time I am face to face with a you know dessert, right? Or an extra drink or whatever it is, I start to get resentful. <laughs> I get resentful towards my goal to be healthier, to look better, to fit in my clothes, right? And all of a sudden, you know, resistance comes in. And then I just go on an eating binge, <laughs> revenge. I'll get you, goal. I'll get you, quest to be 186 pounds. Isn't it convenient? Isn't it convenient that we find resentment towards what we claim we want? 
think on that. What is it that you aim to achieve that you might have resentment towards? Hmm? Nothing can grow in resistance because resistance is toxic. So I used to run, uh, I used to complete marathons. I won't say I ever ran any. I used to complete marathons. Now, there was multiple times that there would be a small stone in my shoe. A small stone in my shoe, right? And what I, oh, I hated it, right? Because <laughs> I'd be like in mile like 16, 17 during my training. And I only got like a mile or two to go. But that darn you know, pebble in my shoe was causing so much pain. But I would push through it and I get back to the house and my shoes would be soaking wet from my sweat and, and my toes would be all bloody and mangled because of that little, sh that little pebble <laughs> just keep jamming in my shoe, right? Why would I keep running, right? It was almost like I was like vengeful towards the pebble and I just caused more harm to myself. Until eventually I just realized, why don't you just stop and take your shoe off? I know it's inconvenient. So I started to pack an extra pair of socks in case a pebble got in my shoe. And then I started to actually just stop and change my socks halfway through my training because it felt nicer to have dry, comfortable socks on during my three or four hour runs. See, because small issues lead to bigger issues. And I was, I was just too gung-ho on just getting finished to just take my shoe off and take out the pebble. So I caused bigger problems. And the only way that I could solve my problems, right, is to anticipate problems. So after that first bloody shoe incident, I just, like I said, I started to bring extra socks and I said, Oh, this is nice. Halfway through my training, I'm going to, I'm going to switch my socks out. Right. So the only way that you can solve problems is to anticipate problems, right? Identify the problem by using your intellectual faculties that you all have. You're all fully equipped to identify the problem. Use your in your intuition to right to see the problem your intellectual faculties to solve the problem and your skills to execute the strategy <laughs> to solve the problem what small issues are you not dealing with in your personal life your professional life in your school on your team are you not addressing What's the pebble? What's the pebble in your shoe right now? See, because if you don't address that a pebble in your shoe, if you have resistance, right? Remember, resistance is going to cause um, resentment and revenge. And so when someone on your team doesn't deliver, on your expectations, 
and you didn't maybe do the best job of communicating your expectations, what's more likely to happen? Are you more likely to blame and judge that person for not getting done? Or are you most likely to ask yourself what role that I have in this problem and create a solution using your intellectual faculties, your God-given talents and skills to solve the problem? Which one? Which one? I know what I would most likely do, <laughs> blame and judge others, right? Because when I get emotional, I get dumb. I lose IQ points, right? And all this, all this new normal stuff, all this pandemic, all this resistance to, the, to new normal and change and evolution and, and not maybe addressing things in a timely manner, it all builds up, right? It all builds up. So your job as a leader is to be a solution provider. That's what I do. That's what our company does. We provide solutions to problems. Sometimes we solve the problems ourselves. Sometimes we give ideas to solve the problems. Sometimes we are fully 100% responsible for identifying the problem and strategizing and solving the problem. All sorts of different things. But that's your job as a leader. Your first job as a leader is to be a solution provider to your people, to your family, to those you serve, right? And remember, but though, before you can change what's happening on the outside, you have to change what's happening on the inside, right? Before I <laughs> changed my shoe, I had to ask myself, what role did I have in this problem of my now bloody feet? <laughs> and the first role was not stopping to take my shoe off. <laughs> Ego, right? The desire to just get finished, to fight through the pain. When it just took two minutes to sit down, grab the extra pair of socks, shake out the pebble tie my shoe back up and get started. Easy solution, right? So before you can change what's happening on the outside, you have to first change what's happening on the inside. Because remember, nothing grows on toxic soil, right? And every day you need to be weeding, weeding your garden, right? The mind, the mind is a garden. We don't get what we want in life. We get who we are in life. And thoughts are things, and what we think about, we become. And if you're not taking the time to weed out negative thoughts out of your head, weed out negative information that's coming into your mind, weed out negative people around you, nothing's going to grow. You have to be weeding and cultivating and tending to your mind. As, it's, as if it is a garden. I mean, we're all kind of getting stuck in the physicalness of the pandemic, right? It's easy to get stuck in the physicalness of the pandemic. My fam and I, we went to a you know, Carolina Hurricanes game last week. It's the first time that they let you know, people in the building. And you know, we went, they let 
2,900 people in and we were seated away six you know, feet apart and we all had masks on and it wasn't the same experience because there wasn't you know, food really you know, to buy. Everything was you know, bottled or in uh, packages. So the, so the experience wasn't you know, the same and, and I started to get a little bit you know, uh, resentful for the money that we paid and the experience and there was someone sitting definitely less than six feet away from us, but I didn't want to say anything because I wasn't sure if they're supposed to sit there or not, right? I was getting these emotions and I said, let it go, let it go. Don't sweat the small things. Take care of what you can, can take care of. Take care of what you can take care of. And I can take care of this right here. This is a full-time job <laughs> taking care of me, but we're all getting stuck in the physical part of the pandemic that, that, that you know, we're not allowing our ideas and thoughts and, and you know, creating you know, space for thinking, we're not, um, you know, we're getting cluttered. We're we're in our houses. We're, you know, we're not we're not letting our minds be what they were built to be. And it's not a desktop. It's a thinking machine. And the mind is very cunning. But let me remind you that the mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. And that's why it's your job to create the vision of the life, of the empowered life that you desire to have. And it's your job every day to hold that image, hold that image of what you want. It's your job as a leader, if you're a principal on here or a business owner or an organizational leader, it's your job to create the vision, be more and see more and create the vision of what you want your entity, your organization to look like and feel like and be like for all of the people who experience it. And it's your job to hold that image and communicate that image. And every time that something happens in your organization that doesn't take us closer to that image, you need to address it immediately. Take the pebble out of the shoe with, through care and candor. Through care and candor. That's your job. But you can't do that if you're not taking care of you first. You'll do it, but you won't like yourself the way that you did it afterwards. So if you're getting stuck in the physicalness of the pandemic, it's time, it's time to start taking a step back, okay? Remember, toxic soil, right? Nothing grows in toxic soil, nothing grows in resistance, nothing grows in resentment, nothing, nothing, nothing. We keep hoping for this new normal. It's not coming, create it. Just, you've been evolving and creating and changing things your whole life. Just Evolve into it. Be the best you that, you that you can be inside of it. Hope is not a strategy, everybody. You can't hope for anything. You've got to create it. You've got to design it. You've got to live it. Your job, your job as a leader is to be 100% obedient to your dream. 100% obedient to your dream and to your goals, to your aspirations. You are fully responsible for that dream, whatever it is. 
the highest performing school, the most sought after public school by, you know, by teachers and students, the highest achieving private school in the area, the strongest business, the best spouse, greatest dad, whatever it is, whatever that dream is that you're reaching for, you are 100% responsible and your dream needs all of you. It doesn't need to be distracted by any pebble. So remove the pebble from your shoe. Remove the pebble from your shoe. So let's talk about some ways forward, okay? Let's just, let's just talk about some ways forward here. Number one, you've got to change your beliefs. You got to start working on changing your beliefs. Your beliefs drive your behavior and your behavior drives your actions, right? So the only way to change your beliefs is to bring positive and new information, right? Whether through reading books or podcasts, listening to lessons, being part of a mastermind program, being part of a community that's, you know, uh, focused on being positive. I mean, that's why we in our organization, we have our daily thoughts, right? And you've, you know, probably seen, you, you know, some of them, it's just a, it's just a daily meme with a, with a nice uh, picture and a, and a quote and a thought, right? That's just, it's just there. It's there for you. It's there for you to think and ponder on for a couple of seconds. It's there for you to share with your team. It's there for you to have it as, you know, you could have it as your daily journal, um, you know, prompt to, it's there for you, right? This is part of our empowerment mentoring uh, program. And it's, it's just, it's no cost, right? You can just sign up for it and it comes in your email every day at four o'clock Eastern. It's a daily thought, right? That's one way to start changing your beliefs is to start changing the information coming in. As part of that program, we also have our um, Empowerment Mentoring Leadership Series. And this is a, a series of lessons that are helped to, to help you fully understand your, your uh, purpose and your vision and your goals, how to, how to, how to start to um, eliminate those self-limiting beliefs, how to, you know, how to ensure that the true you, who you desire you know, to be, is living a daily empowered life under your <laughs> rules your goals and helping you hold that image high. And we've got a community of people in it that are, that are there rooting you on, cheering for you to be the best you that you can be, right? So changing your uh, beliefs starts with bringing you know, positive information in uh, your head and you could do that with anything, right? And so this is just one you know, program that we offer uh, for you. Um, two is to re remove emotion, right? You have to understand that when you get emotional, Right? When you're under stress, when you're under pressure, your personality changes. If you've taken our dispersonality profile and you look at that graph number two, you know, and I know when I get emotional, I seek two things, control and accuracy, which I have to be very mindful of and very careful of. And if I'm not, I, I, I will ruin relations. And rules without relations, right, creates resistance. I don't want to do that. I have to be mindful of me, right? It's leadership starts in it with me. If I can't follow me, nobody's going to follow me. If I can't be the best Tom Miller that I can be, then there's no reason for anybody to be listening to any of these lessons. All right, so the second one is remove emotion from your life. So things that create emotion, that spark emotion in you, whether it's maybe some someone you listen to, maybe it's it might be a person. It could be the news. It could be what you read. It could be what you bring in. There's things in your life that create emotion. You need to have to, you need to start paying attention to what those are 
and you need to either create a strategy to not get emotional, which I'm going to share here in a second, or just move to a new class. If you find yourself at the head of class, sometimes it's just time to find a new class. And number three is calm down. Calm down. Okay, learn to calm yourself down. And this could be through, you know, strategies, maybe getting more sleep, you know, going to bed earlier, getting good regular seven to eight hours of sleep a day. Get help. Maybe you need to, maybe you need to see someone, maybe you need to, you know, join a group or you can, you know, talk to other people that are, you know, maybe struggling through the same thing you are. I was a, you know, I was a gambling addict and I, I didn't, I didn't ever uh, imagine a day without myself gambling. I joined the Gamblers Anonymous group and I surrounded myself with like-minded people who all had the same problem and they were trying to be not gamblers one day. And I mean, it was amazing to me when you surround yourself with, you know, people who want you to be successful almost more than you want success for yourself, right? So again, you're in our school leader community here. Um, we've got lots of other opportunities. We've got our uh, principal's mastermind group. We've got our exceptional children's mastermind groups. We've got our teacher leader academy groups. We've got our empowering mentoring, uh, you know, groups. There's lots of ways you could do one-on-ones, you know, with us that we could help you do that. Or you could find your own mentors or find your own groups, whatever it is, find someone to help you. Smile. <laughs> practice smiling I was thinking the other day I was like I need a good smile I need something to watch or listen to but there was I need to talk to my friends it's been a long time since I've talked to my childhood buddies and they always make me belly laugh so I'm going to set up set up an opportunity maybe get a pet I had my dog for 15 years Dorsey and um she was the most amazing thing actually I still have her um uh, her you know, name tag here, uh, just, she, she, you know, she was awesome. I mean, she helped me through a lot, right? She, she also completed multiple marathons, you know, with me. She was there through my entire recovery. She's been there through my entire, um, you know, marriage, my relationship. And, and I mean, just so many things, um, you know, having a pet, huge. Now we just have a leopard gecko. He's not as cuddly, but I talk to him a lot. He helps me through things too. <laughs> Listen to music. Um, ooh, create, you know, create space. Declutter your house. We just decluttered our uh, garage. My wife, you know, said it. She goes, I feel a lot better now walking into the house, not being so surrounded by things. We just had a lot of stuff that was by the doorway. And I didn't realize it was bothering her. But that's how she, you know, we cleaned and we threw a lot of things out. And that made her feel better, right? So you know, decluttering uh, physically as well as also emotionally. Just get rid of emotional clutter. And sometimes, you know, people, sometimes it's social media, sometimes it's news. Just create white space to think, right? And walk and just be you. Be the best you you can be. Um, practice relaxing. I had to actually practice re uh, relaxing. I do yoga and, and there's this... 
uh, this last move. It's the corpse uh, pose or shavasana. I hope I said it right. It's just laying down. That's it. And you're supposed to just let everything go. And gosh, did I struggle for the first couple of years. But now I can't wait until the end. I love getting to that point to be able to do that. Regular um, exercise, right, is a way. So here's a whole list of ways. And there's lots of things you could you know, research, but just start doing something differently, right? If you find yourself in a bad spot, um, you know, breathing. So I had, you know, shared that I would, you know, share this exercise I do. So it's, it's in your nose and out your mouth, right? And it's three, three, five. So it's in for three, hold for three, and out for five. Let's do it together, ready? In for three. Do that for one to three minutes. I guarantee you're gonna feel a lot better. And while you're doing that, visualize yourself in that better place. Visualize yourself having happy, uh, positive conversations with the people you love, right? Or aim to help or aim to be with, whatever that might be. Hold that image, hold that image in your mind and anything, any pebble that gets in your way from that image, take it out, remove it. Get rid of that attachment. It no longer serves you. You have my permission. I would love for you to be a member of our empowerment mentoring community. And what I'm going to do, because you listened to this message, there's going to there's a link right underneath. Now, normally, to be a part of this uh, community, um, it's you know it's a little over a hundred dollars to to be a part of a group um, for over uh, twelve weeks of 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 leadership lessons of daily messages and daily thoughts that are going to help you grow as a person and also help others grow and you're going to do that through uh every two weeks there's going to be a new lesson that's going to drop right into your digital library that you'll have lifetime access to and it's going to be a lesson on personal growth it's a personal growth program it's a it's a it's a vision casting program it's a be more and see more a program for you to create the better you and so in that is a, a short 30 you know minute lesson that you're going to listen to on your time and then there's there's a workbook that you download and there's some reflection questions and you're going to do the activity and you're going to begin creating this empowered life for yourself you're going to start seeing yourself in a different light through this program and i i know you will because this is a program that i used to grow me and if you've known me for some time and you know where i was right from my here to there 10 years ago five years ago to now i'm a completely different uh, person uh you know personally through my faith and through my relationships and and through my um and through my just daily actions right I'm much calmer than I used to be. I still have my moments, but I'm working on those. And that's what this program will help you do. So every two weeks, um, you know, there's a lesson in your um, inbox. And also there will be a live 
lesson talks with a group uh, coaching opportunity. So you can participate in this uh, program completely online and self-driven uh, and grow yourself, or you can be um, uh, participate in the live lessons as well and and um, have opportunities to ask uh, questions and hear and hear you know uh, comments and thoughts from other folks uh, to be able to do it. And we're going to be talking about our values. We're going to be talking about our uh, purpose, our vision, and our goals for ourselves. You know, there's a map for you to be able to uh, complete that. We're going to be talking about overcoming self-limiting beliefs. We're going to be talking about how how to create that more empowered, authentic life. How we're going to eliminate drama. How we're going to better understand words like forgiveness and humility and gratitude. So I'm going to put a link uh, below. It's an opportunity for you. Like I said, normally uh, this is well over $100 investment and it's going to be uh, $29 for you all for a limited time. Uh, so join up, hop in there, start you know, uh, getting that daily dose of new beliefs and thoughts uh, in your head, uh, in, in your mind, and put yourself on a personal growth plan uh, for here to there. Like I said, it's a um, it's a a, a 24 week program, uh, but you have lifetime access to it. So it's something you can go back and study over and over and over again. So my name is Tom Miller. Uh, the link is here in in the comments. Um, it'll also be uh, sent out um, with a replay of this. And if you want to learn more about the Empowerment Mentoring Community, um, email me at tom at lbleaders.com. And, uh, and let's uh, get you set up, right? And let's start, let's start helping you live the life that you deserve. Because that's what I want for you, a life without the pebble in your shoe. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.